I'm Kate Butler-Ross, and this is the Content Download. Breadcrumbing. You might not be familiar with the term, but as an online entrepreneur, you only have to be on social media for five minutes to get a taste of this ever-increasing marketing trend. So what is it? And should you be doing it? Well, breadcrumbing is a tactic that mainly involves business owners going into groups and forums and platforms where their ideal client is hanging out and sharing a story or a post of some kind that doesn't directly promote themselves to that audience because no one allows that other than in dedicated threads, which let's face it, no one actually reads, but is designed to intentionally leave little breadcrumbs for their ideal clients to follow back to their own platform. It's a tactic that is close cousins, I suppose, with content marketing, which after all is all about connecting and entertaining and inspiring your audience while subtly letting them know what you do. The difference, of course, is that content marketing is happening on your own platform or with the consent of another platform owner. Breadcrumbing, however, is where you kind of sneak into somebody else's platform through the back door. Now, there's no doubt that it works for some people, and it's actually a tactic that is apparently being taught by business coaches right now. But should you really be doing it? Or is it a short-term strategy that in the long term is going to potentially damage your credibility and ruin the communities that you're part of? Well, I reached out to my own community to see what they thought about it. And it's clear this is not a cut and dried topic. And many of you will sit on different sides of the fence to me on this. And, and that's absolutely okay. But If you're an online business owner who is being encouraged to do it, or a community leader who's having to manage it inside your own platforms, this is something you probably should have a think about. This is episode 21 of the content download where we ask breadcrumbing. Is it damaging your business? So as an online entrepreneur, I have long found Facebook communities, paid and unpaid, a huge source of support and connection and networking. But something has happened, particularly over the last year, which has made many of those spaces a bit of a minefield for me and places that actually I'm less likely to hang out. Most groups have no promotion and no spam policies and you absolutely need to have those rules in place because any good group leader wants their forum to be a safe space, a place where, you know, that serves a specific purpose and one that is not being polluted by spammers and unethical marketing tactics. I'm part of some really great online communities with some really inspiring leadership who model this really well. But the thing that's becoming really obvious recently is that if the community you lead is particularly part of a business community, members are often there for connection and collaboration and support and networking, which means this line gets really blurred and it's really hard to be so cut and dried. And what I've seen of late is that a few of those communities that I'm part of have become crazy strict on any mention of your business, even if if it naturally comes up as part of a conversation. So for example, someone might say, how do you use Instagram stories for your business? Helpful person with some expertise in Instagram stories replies with lots of advice and then perhaps casually mentions they have a free workshop on it if that person is interested. And then that helpful person is flagged for spamming and gets a good telling off by the admin. And fair enough, you have to have rules and you have to draw a line somewhere. 
But at the same time, in these same spaces right now, many of the other members of that community are consciously using breadcrumbing to market themselves and their posts are not getting flagged. Now, there's many reasons this is happening. Sometimes it's because the communities get too big and they don't have the admins to manage it. And so they have to take a really um, kind of black and white approach to this. But there is also an element of perhaps a lack of judgment and discernment in how they are interpreting those rules. You have promoted something, you're out, even though it was genuine and became, you know, and followed as part of a um, natural conversation that you're having. And it came from a place of service and authenticity. And it was actually kind of in keeping with the whole ethos of networking, collaboration and support, which this group is founded upon. Whereas someone else, on the other hand, has only subtly alluded to what they do with the absolute intention of marketing themselves, but they haven't actually broken a rule. So their post is allowed to stay. It's quite a frustrating situation and I'm finding that it's ruining the whole vibe of a lot of the communities I previously loved being a part of. People are scared to offer up specific help in case case they're seen as spamming. Whereas on the other hand, others feel like they have to breadcrumb in order to leverage the opportunity to network because the designated threads aren't usually that effective. And if they ever do mention what they do in kind of natural conversation, they're getting flagged. While Others who actually genuinely want to use that community as a support network or to share a win, because let's face it, there's not many spaces where we can do that as as entrepreneurs, um, or to ask a question, they're too scared to do it in case that post is um, you know misinterpreted as thinly veiled promotion. And so suddenly, what is happening in these spaces I'm finding is they suddenly feel really inauthentic. And I think the truth is we are all losing out as this culture of breadcrumbing seems to continue. Now, I'm not going to go on about how community leaders should be dealing with this because that's a whole other episode. But what I would like to talk about is how we deal with it as online marketers ourselves and maybe suggest a few alternatives. Okay, so we have businesses, we use content and the online space um, is where we promote it. And I'd like to raise the question, if this is a marketing tactic you are being encouraged to use, do you really want to? There's no doubt it can work, but there is a fine line and it can also backfire. So is there a better way? Now I flirted with breadcrumbing in my early days of business. I saw other people doing it, mainly badly, I might add. And I've got to be honest, it's always made me feel a little bit rubbish whenever I have done it. I um, first wrote a blog post about this. I didn't know it was called breadcrumbing at the time. Um, And because I really, I saw a lot of people doing it badly. I'd done it and I kind of felt like, "Mm, I think if you're going to have to do this, you have to do this from a place of service. You have to lead with value and you've got to be authentic. Um, The post was called How You Can Promote Your Business on Facebook um, Without Looking Like a Spam Spam Queen. And I think I basically argued myself out of it and said, you know, you should only do this if you are naturally would have wanting to post it. You want to serve, yada, yada, yada. You should never do this from a place of, Um, wanting to promote yourself predominantly. Um, And I think really what it comes down to is that breadcrumbing has never really sat well with me. Um, And, you know, but I kind of previously thought it was a tactic that other people did and it was okay. And, And I'm not saying it's not now, but I now think it's really a tactic that I would never recommend because I think there are much better ways that can keep 
you know, that are kind of in keeping with your integrity and you, you don't have to do these things if they make you feel rubbish. So I think, you know, you may be aware if you've listened to, um, many of my podcasts, you'll know that I really believe that people can tell what energy you are showing up with online. They can tell when you've created something through inspiration, when you're coming from a place of authenticity or when you're kind of like forcing something to come out. I really do feel like people can pick up on that energy, whether it's something written they're reading or whether they're kind of listening, listening to your voice or watching a video. And I think people really care what your intentions are. Now, some people will see your breadcrumbing tactics and they'll recognize them for what they are and maybe they won't care and it will lead to a sale. But I do think that others like me and many people inside my own community will see breadcrumbing tactics and either be annoyed at these thinly veiled attempts at promotion or they'll be put off you for life because in the words of some of the members of my community, breadcrumbing makes them feel targeted, manipulated, or duped. So what can you do instead? It's such a competitive space. How do you get seen and heard? Well, there are lots of ways, and I actually think that breadcrumbing is a lazy way of sneaking in the back door. And the truth is, There is no shortcut to growing an audience of people who love what you do. There are only tried and tested ways and they all take time and work. So my first piece of advice is stop looking for shortcuts. There are quicker ways of doing things, yes, but they usually involve a little bit more work. So what can you do and what should you be doing instead? Well, one thing that came up in the conversation we had about this inside my Facebook group, the content download, is there's a difference between conscious breadcrumbing, where you're doing it on purpose, and unconscious breadcrumbing, where they find your work by happy coincidence as a result of you showing up and serving authentically. Well, I would argue there is no such thing as unconscious breadcrumbing, therefore. Unconscious breadcrumbing is quite simply showing up authentically without agenda. And I think a perfect illustration of this is a story um, one of our listeners shared with me. She's asked to remain anonymous, but I thought it was a great example of how showing up authentically is the only strategy you should have when you are being active in other people's communities. And the interesting thing is she told me that she had often in the past questioned herself and wondered whether maybe she's being too nice. She shows up in groups and serves and gives value. And she's often, you know, said to herself, you know, maybe I'm not being strategic enough. And, um, you know, maybe I should be being more manipulative. And of course, she always came back to, you know, why would I ever want to be more manipulative? Anyway, the story goes that last year she went to a conference and met a woman there who was about to set up a very similar business to hers, um, which she was already quite established in. And so she offered to help her out and give her some advice based on her own experience. And she jumped on a couple of calls with her and she basically offered her lots and lots of stuff for free. And again, that question came up am I being too nice here? Should I be trying to turn this lady into a client? But the answer kept on coming back just to show up and serve. Anyway, long story short, a few months down the line, this lady gets back in touch and she discovers that she's actually become an associate coach for a really big market leader in the coaching world. And she's going on maternity leave and she would like to put her forward for maternity cover. And What actually happens to um, our listener is that 
this maternity cover turns into a much bigger job um, worth a substantial amount of money, which actually led to much bigger opportunities. And she told me, I wanted to share this story with you because I feel like it really powerfully shows that if you are genuine and if you show up and serve, good things come back around to you. And I often think that if I just pushed her to buy a package, this bigger opportunity might not have happened. I think this is a really great example that there is no quick fix or sneaking in through the back door and that you can have great success by being part of these online communities. But the true success comes from not being clever about how you should show up and promote yourself or being strategic, but from showing up in the spirit of those communities, working to keep those spaces pure and, you know, for the intention that they exist for the purpose that they exist, um, making genuine connections, building relationships, serving without agenda. And from there, huge opportunities kind of organically spring. And of course, what comes from that too is that it benefits all of us because when we keep our online spaces pure and genuine, it allows us to show up in them and benefit from those communities ourselves without having to second guess what anyone else is going to be thinking about our motives. So that's one thing you can do if you feel called to. But I did say there are some maybe slightly quicker ways that maybe involve more work or less work, depending on how you look at it. And one of those is to stop trying to leverage other people's communities through the back door and ask if you can do it legit. So many community leaders love to invite guest experts into their communities and collaboration is a really savvy way to reach more of your ideal clients quickly and authentically. Plus, you don't have to pretend or make any bones about why you're there. You can be totally honest about what you do and serve them. So if there is a community filled with your ideal customer who you'd love to reach, don't, you know, just infiltrate yourself into the community and just, you know, and use breadcrumbing when you could be reaching out to that community leader and finding out how you can actually help them serve their audience better. Maybe you can lead a workshop for them, run a training, or, you know, if it's product, if you're a product-based business, maybe you can offer a discount. This is a much better way of building bridges and connections. And it's not just going into other people's groups either. You can do this by contributing to new media, going on podcasts, writing articles. Now, of course, the final and most obvious thing to do, which is linked to this, is to stop focusing on other people's audiences at all and instead direct that energy into serving your audience with really powerful and original evergreen content for your own platforms. Love on those people who have already said yes to being in your audience and serve them so well that they become advocates for what you do and share how much they love you with other like-minded people. And you can ask them to do this and remind them to do this as well. Again, it's not a quick win, but the ripple effect can be so powerful. You should always grow your audience in what I can call concentric circles. The numbers are the least of your troubles if the people right under your nose are feeling ignored and underserved by you. So the people who are already there, love them and serve them. So there you have it, my views on the marketing tactic of breadcrumbing and my alternatives um, to what you can do instead. To me, it's not something I'll ever be recommending again. And I genuinely believe that if you focus your energy in other ways, there is so much more benefit to be reaped. And although it might take a little longer, the benefits will feel so much more satisfying. And personally, I just think it's so important that everything that you're doing feels in integrity because it just if you don't feel good about doing something, if there's a little ickiness or or whatever, you know, you've got to look at it and think, is this because I have a visibility fear or whatever? 
Or is it because this doesn't sit right with me? And for me, this doesn't sit right for me. Okay. So um, I would much rather focus on, you know, if I'm part of a community, showing up and serving it in a kind of wholehearted and authentic way, um, I'd rather, you know, look for opportunities to collaborate and use those audiences that are filled with my um, my ideal customers and, um, you know, serve them directly and, and not do it kind of sneakily through the back door. And again, focus on my own platforms and content and and loving on my own audience in the hope that they will be in, so inspired by what I'm doing that they will tell other people and there will be this ripple effect. You know, it that just feels so much more in integrity with who I am. That's it for today. I would love to know what you think about all this. Come on over and share your thoughts in the Content Download Facebook group. If you're not a member, you can find us by sit, simply searching hashtag the content download in the search bar on Facebook and you should you know, find us pretty easily. Also, uh, before I go, I'm very excited to say that we're imminently going to be reopening the doors to fearless content. My online membership community for heart-led entrepreneurs who are finding their voices and growing their presence online. If you want to be part of this amazing community, um, you know, we have incredible guest experts every single month. You get um, hot seat call with me every month as well. Group hot seat call. You know, it's just such a lovely you know, productive community to be a part of. If you want to make sure um, that you know when doors are opening, you can jump on the wait list um, right now. So the link is in the show notes. Um, so that's it. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you haven't subscribed yet, please do. And if you can leave a review as well, I appreciate each and every single one of them. Thanks so much. And I'll catch you again next time.